0: I don't really know what I believe, and I don't think I care. Because if you have no need, you have no reason to listen to the gospel. A full-time vocational minister.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There are a lot of people who are like more progressively Christian or grew up more progressive, who are able to reconcile some of those things with their faith because
0: they're not taught the world is black or white, and those are your two options christianity is like a jenga tower once you remove the bottom the bottom blocks the whole thing comes crumbling down yeah and like we're never gonna understand an all-powerful deity
2: hi i'm collier and this is the hopefully wandering podcast as always i'm joined by my co-host
0: elijah
2: and. We are a podcast where we talk about leaving the church, ex-evangelical, deconstruction, any of that type of shit. We we just talk about life outside of the church. Both of us used to work in ministry, and now we don't. And now we're living a post-church life, indulging in the sin and everything. Um, No, but really, we just (laughs) like to see different perspectives, share different stories, and talk about our opinions, and listen to what other people are saying. So hopefully we don't come off as a arrogant know-it-all podcast, but if we do, oh well. Let us know. <laughs> Today we have a very, very special guest. Um, it is another return guest for the second week in a row. Hello, return guest.
1: Hello, <laughs> Brooke. Is that you? How's it going? <laughs> what? Hi, <laughs> that it's didn't even me. Sound like you. I am. I am back, guys. I'm back and this is what you wanted and I'm happy to be here. <laughs> uh it's uh I'll just I'll give my own introduction. I or my own thing. I I was on here in April last year and I have not been on since, but it's been really cool to see where this podcast podcast has gone with both of these people and um all of the guests they've had on and to um just learn right along with them over the year and i'm happy to be back
2: and uh guest what is your name
1: oh um michaela (laughs) i'm i i'm michaela brooks i'm uh married to collier
0: what's up Michaela? yes it's good to have you back
1: yeah, hey. Hi. How's it going by the way? It's so good to talk to you. It's been it's a while. It's so good
0: to hear you, Michaela. I it, I feel really like we is. haven't talked since New York.
1: Literally insane. But like I'm just so happy for like your engagement and oh, stop um, it. your 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 own podcast coming out soon. Just oh. this all uh, it's just yeah, I'm incredibly I'm um, excited for where you are in life and oh. and for what's coming out. So, uh, thanks, guys. Good to talk to you again. So I just I just see this as a, just like a little, a little catch up as well. Yeah.
2: Wait. Before we get started, Michaela, you mentioned a new podcast. Elijah, what's this? <laughs> what's this new podcast about? I
0: was I was waiting to the end to yeah. push it, but okay, you, um, you can wait to the end. If but... you yeah, okay, okay, I'll I'll push it at the end. But just know, um. Uh, something's in the works, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. right now I just want to hear all about Michaela because yeah, I miss Michaela. I miss Collier too, but I really miss Michaela because I feel like I don't talk to Michaela as much.
1: Yeah, well, here we go. Yeah, we're <laughs> gonna hear all about it. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm just here to kind of, you know, um be an open book and see what people want to know and um I don't know what I can do to shed light on my own journey I guess. <laughs> yeah
2: so yes yeah, so we'll jump in. Um Essentially back at the end of season one or before season two we asked a lot of people a lot of random polls about the podcast to see if anyone would interact and what they liked and we got several different responses saying That just mentioning Michaela. I want to hear more about Michaela. Michaela's episode was my favorite. There was lots of those type of questions coming in. Um, And yeah, so we are now going to respect our listeners' wishes and have Michaela back on. Um, So we also did a little Instagram question grab session uh, a few weeks ago where we asked everybody what questions they have for Michaela, some anonymous, some not anonymous. So we're going to get to those. But first Michaela, uh I think it'd be great if you give just a little bit more of your deconstruction story, like another just a brief overview of sort of how you went from being a Christian to where you are now.
1: All right. Um so um I grew up a ev- evangelical Christian. I think I touched on this a little bit in my other episode um um in the same church as Elijah and Collier and in the same city and we're just closing the church now love that so yeah southeast (laughs) christian um and i um was whenever i started dating collier i was we were very um christian and it was just like uh we wanted to be like mission workers together and um collier wanted to be like a worship pastor and then i actually didn't I knew I wanted to do like some mission work I guess but I never wanted to like devote my life to it I guess like everyone did so like whenever we were at Bible and Beach and everyone would raise their hand if they were going to devote their lives to Christianity and mission work um, every, all of my friends did and I didn't and I felt like such like a fucking failure um,
0: dude they would guilt trip you <laughs> if you didn't right. raise your hand it was right. so
1: fake and then i was just sitting out there in the and and then they'd they'd be like everybody who raised their hand amazing and they'd and then they'd stand up and everyone would clap for them for a and long then they'd be time. like can you take um okay so everyone go back to the the atrium or the lobby and we're going to pray over you and like ask you guys some questions and stuff So all of the people who raised their hand would leave the auditorium. And so then it was just like me and and three (laughs) other losers sitting out there by herself um, while everyone was, you know, being celebrated for devoting their life to Christ and not taking on an an actual occupation. And um, I just remember being like, wow, did I fuck up? Like, (laughs) I felt like a, a fucking loser um
2: (laughs) all they did all they did there too when they brought us out in the hallway was like they would give us a little pep talk and they were like this right here is the future of the church you all are going to be the generation for change and then they would also like put us give us some responsibility and say now this means like you'll be looked up to as leaders in the in the youth group and you have to like be above reproach and be like leading your fellow
0: students.
1: Yeah.
2: So but that, that was they it. Plug
0: Bible colleges and try to get us to pay money.
2: Oh, no, <laughs> you're so right. <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: No, that's
1: what it was about. Yeah. It's a money point. So, it's
2: like vacation it, home. It's like karate Island. In that's SpongeBob. just
1: so funny. And so that just reminded me of that story. And I thought that was funny, but uh, yeah. So anyway, Collier and I got married at 20 years old. Um, incredibly young and way too young. And I I and I don't uh regret getting married to Collier, but I would I would just um heavily suggest um that if you're thinking about getting married in your early twenties, it's probably not the best idea. Um so there's just so much growth you're gonna have in your life. Um you're gonna grow so much as a person in, in your twenties and you should change and you should become a different person and and a lot of the time it's um you you just don't really know what you what you want. And so anyway, um but um we got married and um it's been 5 years of marriage and we're um we're doing good, we're happy. Um this is making it sound like I'm like disguising it as like <laughs> we're having a terrible time and I'm trying to cover it up, but yeah. it, it it really is good and somehow it's worked out. Um, for us and, um, yeah. And then what was more of the process of you like leaving? <laughs> <laughs> leaving the faith. I'm, I'm sorry like guys. I'm hungover. over. I'm hung over. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yeah. So I left, I'd always just kind of felt weird, especially in like whenever 2020 was happening and all of that shit was going on and the way that the church and like all the people around me were handling it. I always just was like, this isn't like cool. And so then I would just start having doubts and that led to, oh, and then I had a really depressive episode in 2021. And just among among that, I was really just diving deep and questioning like what I truly believed um, because I was just questioning everything in my life. So it just, of course I was naturally gonna start questioning that part of my life, and um, and then one night, I just looked over at Collier and I was like, "You know, I just don't think I believe in God at all, like why should I? there's no reason to, and I think that freaked them out a lot, um, and they they can speak on this, but basically, you thought that we might have to get a divorce because our <laughs> marriage wasn't going to oh, be. No! Um, on built on God and yeah. that's, I was told my whole life that a marriage <laughs> fails if God's not at the center and if you're not equally yoked. So we kind of, that kind of led to a crisis thinking and we both thought we were not going to be able to be together because of, of one of us leaving the faith or both of us leaving the faith because God wasn't at the center. So basically long story short, we found out we actually just really liked each other as people. And so crazy, we're 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 still making it work because we love each other, and it's 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 um that's why we're together, not yeah. God. So,
2: um, it's it's crazy to think about that because I remember it being so like radical of a perspective shift when I was I was reading um, uh, the Naked Pastor on Instagram. I was reading his uh story. He has like a story highlight about his he and his wife and uh, how they left the faith together and decided to keep their relationship and base it on love and it's crazy because most people in the world would say that a marriage is built on love but in the church it's like no marriage is only built on god like if you build your marriage with the foundation of love that's going to run out and like it's not going to be good and you're going to go down in flames (laughs) so like yeah that's crazy how how radical uh, it was to just like say we love each other and that's enough.
1: Yeah. So, and anyway, I just, at that point, whenever I was like, when we really just started having discussions about whether or not all of this is real or true or whatnot. And if we should be like following the, the, you know, if we should be in church, if we should be following Jesus, um, I, it was all very overwhelming, um, quite obviously, And, um, so I think once I kind of established that I didn't believe in those things anymore, um, I didn't want to think about it anymore for a long time. So like, uh, me and, me and my friend April would have a lot of conversations about it, but then I feel like once we both kind of established, once we all were like, okay, we're not going to church anymore, like, like fuck fuck all that um that was really unhealthy for us um we're feeling great now we I just didn't want to I didn't care to really question it any more than I had to um and I just wanted to take I just wanted to live my life a little bit and just kind of like live life um without faith and see what that was like and um cuz Cause i cause it frankly it felt very freeing and good so i wanted to kind of dive into that more this is what christians would call me going down the wrong path and being of the world and living of the world um so you could call it that um and so then recently actually um i've been a little bit more curious about you know what like how like, what Christians' arguments are, you know? And, like, what atheists' arguments are. And I've been delving into that a little bit more, and I've been kind of educating myself on a lot of the... Um, not as much theology, because that stuff just wears me the fuck out. I'm just not <laughs> interested in that. Um, Theo
0: bros, I, it, you don't like those?
1: Um. <laughs> yeah, I mean... No, I, I can't stand it. <laughs> I can't. It's It's... <laughs> it, it's just not my, I'm just not interested in it. But like, I just, I, the things I wanted to focus on were the things I had to focus on. So like the different um, historical inaccuracies of things, like um, what people claim they, they knew Jesus or saw Jesus and who didn't and then where things contradicted and then um, just the, the, the different uh, philosophical arguments of God. God's existence, and whether or not there could be a God, or a personal God, um, all of that stuff I've just recently been um, delving into, because it's been really interesting, because I felt like I've gotten that rest, and I've gotten that time to just not think about it, so, like, I'm kind of ready to get back into it, and, like, kind of see um, how, what people say about things, so, um, so, yeah, and I, I guess you could say I left because i I never felt included in my like church. I never felt like i um they always said that you had a community and you had like people you could run to and trust and lean on, but I never felt like that. It actually quite felt like the opposite in that I was alone because i I knew people were gonna call me out for things. And that felt terrifying and I didn't want people to judge me and gossip behind my back about the sins I've committed. And I always just kind of felt like no no one was really being real and authentic. Like it all just felt so fake. And I even knew this like back when I was like uh, in elementary school, I felt I felt these things. But I just thought that that was just the way people were. And that's how life is. I didn't know you could be. There was like actual authenticity out there. And so um yeah I just I could I could get into that a lot more but I mean long story short I just I never felt like it was a real community and I always just felt like people were under this like um guise of pretending to be perfect and like pretending to um play the church game and it was just so exhausting to me and um and then of course like all of the all of the things that you guys have talked about with social injustice and just the way that the church handles things, the way how, you know, it, uh, that's literally what your podcast is on is like all of these different, um, like terrible, um, acts that churches in the, in the agenda of the church have committed and over the years and the, um, and like, um, all of the, the pastors and everything like that, that have been, you know, terrible people but um I mean yeah I I, I I've talked about purity culture and the other episode I was in um and that was a that's really um been like effective in my life in a negative way so I've just slowly been uh kind of unraveling all of this hurt and like trauma from my, my Christian upbringing as I've left, and I've never been better. But I guess now you can ask me more specific <laughs> questions because I could literally go on because that's such a broad conversation. Totally.
2: Um, I know one question that I've had or that, like I, I wanna see what your answer would be is, like you said, you basically, as soon as you decided church and God is not for me. I'm done. You left and you didn't look back. Um, You know, I think that you were apathetic or if not apathetic, at least like just comfortable in leaving the church. And that's something that so many of us, I think, that have, have done this like really struggle with is fear of hell, is fear of being wrong and is like, needing to prove that you have good enough reason to to um, not be in the faith. You know, like it took both of us, Elijah and I, a long time to like wrestle with all those questions and, and like, and we both, I think, um, kind of dived into a lot of the stuff that you said you're getting into now, like the historical inaccuracies or the textual criticism or the philosophy arguments or whatever. Um, and I just think that's so cool and so inspiring that you were able to Go that other route where you were just like chill immediately. Um, so first of all, like awesome, congratulations. And also if you could put it into words, how do you think?
1: It's echoing. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on just a second.
0: Echo, echo, go, go.
2: Um so sorry how do you, how do you <laughs> wow, yeah, that was crazy our uh our <laughs> our inner monitors started like having like a two second delay, which is crazy. What the crap um <laughs> uh, anyway, how do you think that you were able to do that like what was your thought process or where was your head out when you left and were able to become so chill
1: um that's, like, hard. I, yeah. I, I I really just didn't – it was all just so exhausting to me that I just didn't want to think about it anymore, or I was going to literally, like, probably – like, I don't even know. I, I, I struggle with anxiety and, and depression, and so, like, I was already dealing with that, and I guess just, like, delving into all of those, like, deep questions was just really exhausting to me, and I just really – I don't know. I, I, I've always kind of prided myself in my ability to kind of know when things and have an inkling of when things are wrong or not right. Um, my own, I guess, sense of morality, if you will. Um, and I kind of just always felt that I was doing the right thing by, by leaving. Um, Mm -hmm. Because I immediately felt that sense of peace and I immediately felt like more myself and that I could be authentic, um, and be true to myself and not worry about what people thought about me. And, um, I, I just, I guess ran with that, that feeling of, you know, um, peace and, and, uh, didn't think anything of it for a long time because I was just like so content with where I was at that point. Mm. Um, and, um, my family was obviously like, it was, it was really hard having to, um, you know, uh, have discussions with my family about like where I was and what I was thinking. Um, and, but I, I don't know, I guess I, I, at, I for that sake, I I I probably would have benefited from looking into things a little bit more at that time, but I just knew I wasn't in the right headspace to do that and have those conversations with my family, like um and have be ha- like have arguments about like, you know like the existence of God I guess and mm-hmm. um I don't know the credibility of the Bible all of that. And so I just needed to really sit back and rest and let myself live. And then I knew I was going to regroup later. But I just I guess that you asked me how and I guess it's just that my intuition of like knowing that I was doing the right thing for myself and I was putting myself first and my my peace and my own peace of mind first. And that Mm -hmm. I knew that was like worth doing in my life because um, that's what I think I think you should, you know put yourself first. I think everyone should put themselves first. And that's what I was told yeah. my whole life not to do. Um, So I, I wanted to do that and, and I'm glad I did. And now I just feel like I've had that time to sort things out. And um, now I'm in like the right headspace to kind of look into things more and have those conversations with people now.
0: You know, I got to yeah. say Michaela, I'm a little bit, I'm a little jealous that you, were so casually and easily able to not feel like you were obligated to have those discussions with your family because like, I don't know, for me, this is just where I was when I was deconstructing. Like I felt like I was obligated to like explain myself and go through all this and give them explanation why I didn't feel like this was true, blah, 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 blah. But you don't really owe them any explanation if you don't want to. It doesn't really matter.
1: Right. Definitely. Yeah. And I totally get that. And a lot of me, I was definitely very, like, I was struggling with feeling like I did. I did owe them that. And um, I don't know. I think I was in therapy at the time, and I think my therapist was really helpful as well and um, telling me, like, letting me know I did not have to do that and that I just needed to take care of myself first and, um, you know, like, not i didn't i you're exactly right like i don't i don't owe anybody that i had no Mm -hmm. and i it didn't matter what they thought of me right because i knew what i thought of me and i i knew i was okay so and i knew the people around me that i trusted like like collier and um april like we we all knew we were okay we were gonna be okay and that's all that mattered to me so
2: yeah no i think that i i struggled with that too elijah like you were saying and no matter how many times I'd read on like a deconstruction Instagram account that like you don't owe anybody your story. I was like, yeah, that's right. But then I still felt like I did. And so it was hard for me to like truly accept that. But no, Michaela, I've always admired like your intuition and like your ability to, to know your, like your body and like what's like, what feels right, what feels wrong and, um, and like how to protect your peace. And, I mean, clearly that showed up in the story here. Um, no, so that's awesome. I and mean, like, I think that it's definitely a perspective that Elijah and I both don't have because we, instead of um, being chill with it, we started a podcast and couldn't shut up about it. So <laughs>
1: Which I think is great. Some, like, I think everybody processes things differently. And that was what you all needed to do to process it. And I think that's, that's perfectly valid as well.
0: Well, we can still fangirl about the way you deconstructed.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, whatever works for you guys. You know, everyone out there, if you're thinking about deconstructing, there's there's not one correct way to do it, all right? Just take it from <laughs> us. Like, there's uh, there's a lot of ways you can go about it. There's no right way. We all uh, heal differently. We all go through things differently. We all have different minds. So, So, yeah, yeah yeah
2: um elijah did you have uh any other questions about like that story if not we can get onto some of the instagram ones but like about like that process or, what, or any of that stuff that you just said
0: well one of the questions actually that was asked on the instagram story kind of related it back to like the whole story so do you care if i jump in Yeah, no, I think I was probably going to ask the same one. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, cool. So it it was was just that very first one because I just kept coming to my mind. But like, do you, in your experience, think that you ever were Christian? I know that there's a lot of evangelicals who would say that, you know, once someone accepts Jesus into their heart for the first time and true and whatnot, you know, they'll never reject him. But obviously we don't really identify as Christian anymore. So like, do you think that your faith when you were like a teenager and like, uh, you know, 18, 19, 20, do you think that was real faith?
1: Um, yeah, I, I, a thousand percent would say that I was wholeheartedly a Christian. I definitely had, I guess, quote unquote, a relationship with Jesus. I, really took it seriously i i would get up every day and read my bible and journal and pray and i wanted to go on mission trips and i i went to church every i know what the people they'd be like well you you just cuz you went to church doesn't mean you're christian but everybody you know everyone all the christians say that you're not a real christian i don't really know what a real christian is i don't think they even really know what a real christian is cuz like they can you a lot of them say Well, it's people who have a relationship with Jesus. Okay, well, I did. So was I a real Christian or not? Like, you can't. And they'll be like, well, in your heart, you know. Or only God knows if you're a Christian. And then I'll be like, okay, well, then how do you know you're a Christian, Samantha?
0: Like, you think you have a relationship
1: with the Lord, but what if you don't? Only God knows. Like, you know, so like, I would I would a thousand percent say that I was most definitely a Christian. And... I I did choose to leave it. I did choose. To, you could say I broke up with Jesus. <laughs> um, Like just because I broke up and ended my relationship doesn't mean I was once in a relationship. I think that could go for any relationship in your life. Um, And I don't see. I guess they justify it with a, ber- a verse from the Bible, like saying that you can. I guess you you can like leave and then you can say you were never a Christian. I guess that's somewhere in the Bible. I don't know where. It, somehow they justify it with with something. But um yeah, I I I actually get quite um I don't really care, but I also am a little bit offended when people are like just completely discredit like what you stood for. It, it's like saying they're saying that you it's just, they're. it's really invalidating. They're saying I, yeah. I didn't have a brain or something. Like I didn't know what I stood for and where I was at and what my like internal thought processes and my, in my heart, where my heart was at. You can't say that. You, no one can say that for someone else.
2: Totally. And I mean, we don't know, this was an anonymous question that was asked and the, the words were, do you actually believe you guys were ever Christians? Um, So I don't know what tone the asker intended, like if they were intending to invalidate or if they were intending to be curious, if they just wanted to hear like your honest thoughts about it. Either way, I mean, I think that answer was great. And if you're listening to this asker of the question, then I hope that answered your question.
1: Yeah. And whoever, I mean, like if if anyone wants to like, I don't know, talk to me about Um, this podcast after this is over and this comes out or like about the questions I answered or whoever asked that question if you want to have further discussion about um, I don't know why you might not be thinking this but people who for people who do like why it it might not be possible for people to have left the faith and have never been a Christian because I I I, uh, would love to have further discussion on that. nice
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah no awesome awesome um yeah so no i love like what we talked about so far so we'll just keep on diving into these instagram questions for now and then uh see how it goes from there so we asked on our instagram just if people had questions for you some people um did some anonymous ones some people did some not anonymous ones um so we can just like kind of bounce back and forth um Let's see. The next one I will ask is what worship songs still go hard?
1: Okay. Um I would have to say literally most of them, but I <laughs> so worship songs not as much as just like Christian songs from mm. like the two thousands.
2: Um you like worship songs better or No like- no
1: no. I like I like just like like Christian rock or whatever wow, like yeah 2000s like i mean those those will, will always go hard diving still, in oh yeah like cast I, I yeah, yeah oh for sure castle we cross, were like. meant to live for so much more oh <laughs> yeah no we can't forget switchfoot yeah like all those things all those that those were they're nostalgic right mm-hmm. i also listen to them Like now.
2: What about uh, uh, who you say I am in the key of G?
1: (laughs) Okay, let me. I definitely do not think that a lot of the worship songs still go hard to this day. Yeah. Um, actually, a lot of them are just incredibly repetitive. um, Scandal. I feel like they all sound the same. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I don't really. I don't... What do you guys think? Like, what... Um, What
2: is... Yeah, there are definitely some that, like, hit an emotional chord. Uh, I will say one, like, just objectively that goes hard is Graves into Gardens. And... Okay,
1: yeah, I mean, that's... Also, though,
2: it's my theory that Brandon Lake, I think is the guy who wrote it, completely ripped off Boy Genius um, from Salt in the Wound, because the verses in the pre chorus are, like, almost the exact same, down to the slide guitar. Um... (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that one still kind of goes hard.
1: Okay, but also the song from um what was our band called it, Southeast? I don't remember Awaken. Oh, like oh it. yeah. Um the song that was like Oh for the hopeless. Oh uh light in the
2: darkness that one? Yes, uh Oh my soul. Yeah, oh yeah, my, yeah, my yeah. soul must my, uh-huh. my Soul Must Sing.
1: That one always yeah. like fuck that went Dude. hard. The, the
2: the double layered bridge with the two different melodies yeah, absolutely
1: the same. I mean, you can't deny the Shit. the uh, the degree of hard of Bro, that, that one went song. hard
2: and they never appreciated it like I swear they never played it they played it once and then they were done and I was like guys this is the best song you ever wrote why are you <laughs> throwing this away especially for Matt like he did not write a lot of good songs and that one oh, was so good
1: man, the shame <laughs> yeah, I mean I, there was definitely some bangers that, that was his
2: best one he's ever written by far. <laughs>
1: Not Mine. beautiful sound. Uh,
2: nah, uh, no. <laughs> Not la 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 la. <laughs> la, la, la. <laughs> I'm dead. What about you, Elijah? Do you have an answer to that question?
0: Oh, that that's that that one's really hard because like <laughs> sometimes if I want to like get in the feels but feel conflicted about, it, I listen to awaken. But honestly, dude. Gospel mm. music fucking slaps and I still listen mm. to it. I still listen to Kirk Franklin. Honestly yeah. cuz I just think it's good. <laughs> I don't know like how yeah. into like gospel's gospel better than like into.
2: CCM. Yeah, gospel's definitely much better than the ones that we were singing.
0: Yeah, for sure. Cuz yeah, the um... ones
2: that we were singing were kind of basic and repetitive, but gospel like I mean some of the best musical artists of our generation, like fucking Beyonce and John Legend all got their start in singing gospel church, you know, when they were kids.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Israel Houghton, you know, uh, there's just some really good musically arranged gospel shit. And I I really love it. Um, And so I still listen to that, but like, every now and then I'll pull up like, and I don't even remember what it's called. Like the new, new elevation album. What's it called? Lion. Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> Hold on, give me two seconds. Yeah, it's called Lion. I I pulled that up. Or or there's even a new one. Can you imagine? It was just not good. <laughs> it was yeah. not good.
1: You know, it was good though. Is the Veggie Tales Jonah? Um mm. I mean that entire soundtrack is 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 phenomenal. Like yes. And the the whole gospel chorus at the end when the, they're the, in the, the whale. The gospel
2: chorus in the whale?
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's
2: like, a it's a like God our God is a God of second chances.
1: Like that should um, should have like been nominated for a Grammy. Like it like it was so it's so underrated. Like
2: Yeah. No for real. If you're if you're listening to this right now like um put this put God of Second Chances by VeggieTales from the Jonah movie in the queue next because that song is so good, so
0: good. (laughs) And we can't forget to shout out Similar too, because they deserve a uh, the Dove Award.
2: Oh, of course, yeah. I know. I don't really consider Similar like worship music though. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Well, anyway, let's get on to the next question then uh, with Instagram. So. Elijah, do you want to ask a a different uh, Instagram stories question?
0: I guess I'll go ahead and ask my other one because that feels more genuine. (laughs) Because I (laughs) asked two. I asked the worship one. And then um, I was curious, Michaela, like, have you had people trying to ask you to come back to Christianity? Collier and I... Like for me personally, I've not had anyone like approach me directly and be like, "Oh wow, you need to come back to God, or you're going to go to hell forever." But they do it really slyly like, "Oh, if you want to play at church sometime, you can, but you got to stay after." Shit like that.
1: <laughs> yeah, so yeah, good question. I I um no. <laughs> no one no one no one has asked me to uh come back and that's kind of like A little bit, um, I don't know how, I don't, a little bit distressing because like they think I'm going to hell. So wouldn't they be a little bit more urgent to (laughs) try to get me back in there? Like it's kind of offensive. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not saying I want it.
0: Uh,
1: I'm just saying like nobody, nobody I knew has uh, approached me about it at all.
0: That's kind of funny.
1: Yeah, they really talk yeah. like they want to, you know, save everyone. And um, but the people who leave that were there the whole time, a lot of the time. Um, they really turn their back on them and they really just pretend like they never existed is what I find um, <laughs> for a lot for a lot of um, people who grew up in the street. It's like more of like you've betrayed us, so we're not going to even, you know try with you like your soul's lost forever we're gonna try more like <laughs> pure innocent people who who haven't heard about it yet mm. uh <laughs> so and i can't say i'm i'm i i guess i i can't say i blame them i would be kind of pissed too uh <laughs> but you know like if my soul is on the line what are it's we doing different. like
2: it's different i know true. you
1: know like do you want me up there in heaven like <laughs> you know, so it's just funny to me. It's funny to me. So, um, I don't know. I I've, I I could say like a few people that have like passively done it, but I'm not gonna disclose that on here. But um, no no one like up front. So, yeah, yeah. T.
0: Yeah, I I want to I want to hear if if you agree with this specifically, Collier, but like uh-huh. it. It really, it, it, this genuinely hurt my feelings is that no one, and I mean no one except maybe one youth pastor from the Southwest campus and not even, not even then they just wanted to hang out as friends, but not a single person from Southeast Christian church has been like approached me saying they were worried about my soul. Yeah. And they said for fucking years how much they loved us and cared about us and nothing would ever change. And I know people move on to new ministries, but it like it really twists the knife in that the whole time I was there was a complete waste of time because no one gives a shit now. Yeah. Yeah. No, it totally. is.
1: Totally. That's so valid. <laughs> it's really hurtful. Yeah. Like goes against everything they've ever said. Yeah.
2: I had one. Um, <laughs> well, they, they weren't actually approaching me about my soul. They, uh, my, my old like um, pastor or youth pastor oh, who I was working yes. underneath. Oh, yes, Reached out to me. <laughs> he randomly called me on the same day that like I had the talk with my dad about like not being a Christian, which was so funny. Um, I remember this. Yeah. And, and again, going back to the uh, you're not obligated to tell, tell everyone your story. I don't know why I did this, but when he asked how I was doing, he just like, he reached out after like a year or so and he was like, hey, I just wanted to like check in. Like, I've just been thinking about you. And that was super sweet. And I, I loved that he did that. But I was like, yeah, uh, I'm not a Christian. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and, and then I, I hung up and I was like, you know, I probably didn't need to tell him that. <laughs> <laughs> but he,
0: but he was cool, <laughs> so except for him, yeah, no one else has has reached out at all, no, and they weren't even like your youth pastor, they were like your boss, it was like my ministry
2: partner, basically, your boss, yeah, like yeah. At, when I was like working in ministry,
0: yeah, not not the people who led you to Jesus and your small group, oh and no, yeah, none you. of them, yeah, <laughs> no, none of them, of course, <laughs> yeah, I mean, we are blacklisted, but you know we we j- we should just <laughs> move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs>
2: Yeah. Um. So let's move on to this. Will be changing, um, topics a little bit here. So, uh, Kaylee asked my sister asked a really great question about, um, schools. So. Let's see, she said, "For Michaela, thoughts on public school, um, coming from homeschooling into like the most urban public schools uh, that Michaela was working in this past year. Um, what are things that you would have liked?" To have experienced in public school that you missed out on, or ways that she would want to see our school system change, or just stuff like that.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, a, a very, very good question. Um, yeah, so I grew up in a private school, and um, before that, I grew up homeschooled, and um, I had the curriculum of Becca, which was a, um. Christian fundamentalist uh school a Christian nationalist history basically uh, nationalist history and science and everything <laughs> yeah. where it was not it was not peer reviewed it was not um abs- it was not accredited at all it was it, it it was literally just like these pastors that uh wrote a bunch of bullshit on top of like basic s- educational lessons like and they would add in like a Christian lens of like, um, so like for example, in in my science books, they'd be like, "Well, scientists say that um, global warming is is inevitable, but we know that God um, has a plan for this this earth, and so God's not gonna, God promised that He wasn't going to destroy the the world again, and um, after the flood, so and so it'd just be like it would teach a lesson and then it would just like completely like invalidate the lesson with something from the Bible. Um, that, that Something backed by science, by something in the Bible. Um, and then one of the worst things was in our history books um, where they pretty much like, um, they would talk about slavery and how it was like an unfortunate thing that happened, but um, at least the slaves learned about Jesus. From the whites, you know, kind of deal. Oh um, no. And like all those kinds of so just like not just Christian, but like completely nationalist, like um culty shit. And very whitewashed. And um that's like the education I got. And also in my anatomy class, we were not taught we didn't have sex ed. In private and in, at least at my school now some private schools do mm-hmm. but um in my school we were not um allowed to learn about sex ed because we weren't mature enough yeah well um, i
2: mean we didn't have a course but then also our anatomy teacher skipped the chapter our anatomy
1: teacher skipped the reproductive system about reproductive chapter,
2: organs not even sex ed. um
1: which is a huge problem because obviously a lot of kids learn about those things in school because a lot of kids parents don't want to talk to them about those things um And so, it's, yeah, it's, I, I missed out on, like, like, real education, I guess, from, that wasn't biased, um, and I, I don't know, and I feel like that's still an issue with not even just private schools, but a lot of curriculums and a lot of public schools are still, like, not, are still very inaccurate, and that's more of, like, an American nationalist problem, um, but i I guess, from the perspective in in ways I would like to see our school system change, um, in general, I guess, like, I won't speak as much about public schools because I'm not as um i'm not I don't think I can speak on that. I've not been in the public sis- school system long enough. Um, oh, and i I work in the pul- public school system, I forgot to mention that, um, but I've only been there for like the eight months, and I feel I didn't work under the system. I worked as an independent contractor, so I don't feel like I'm in a position to really talk about like the things in public school that um I would like to see change, Um, but in private schools, I would like for there to be more of an emphasis on the importance of getting special education because private schools aren't required obviously to have an IEP, um, which is the program that kids get for special education. And it's the program kids get to undergo different services for um i don't know just like like having extra test taking time and having other accommodations, um, having access appropriate access to an uh, an accredited psychologist um, and having occupational therapy, which is what I do. Um, and all of those things, I just feel like those things are a little bit neglected because the private school isn't required to do that. And so they might have their own kind of services they offer, but it's just not um, – I, I, it's just not – like not enough kids would have access to that, if that makes sense, in a private school. So um, I guess I would like to see that change. And that's like a completely different topic, but um, – yeah, I just think I have I have a lot of issues with private school and homeschool, but um yeah, that's one of the things that sticks out to me for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. I I couldn't believe hearing about the anatomy course and like <laughs> right. especially yeah. coming from like a a evangelical homeschool kid who barely got a semblance of the talk and had to learn about sex from pornography, I mean, probably yeah. would have
1: helped. Yeah. No, like, I mean, I, yeah. I I didn't learn in school and I didn't learn... I wasn't allowed to, like, look up things online, like, ask questions online. I didn't feel comfortable talking to my parents for whatever reason. It just... They just... the Sex was just a, such a topic that was so, I don't know, taboo and weird for Christians. So, like, it was just not... Something that I felt comfortable asking my parents. Yeah. None of my friends were having sex because no one was allowed to have sex until they were married. So I couldn't talk to my friends about sex. And then
2: when they are married, they don't really like talk it, about specifics yeah. too. Right, so.
1: right, right, right. Because they're not like having not... it. <laughs> <laughs> True. Uh, yeah. Oops. Um, that's good. Um, yeah, so like... Yeah, so I didn't get any sex education at all. Um, and then I got married. <laughs> so it's like kind of screwed me over a little bit, but I've talked about that before, but Mm -hmm. you know.
2: Yeah. (laughs) No, awesome. Um,
0: Elijah, do you want us the next Instagram question? Um, it's a very, very important question. Um, also from your sister-in-law asking who is your favorite sister-in-law?
1: Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, so she definitely probably knows that. That's why she asked it. Um,
0: she just wants to hear it publicly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, on Kaylee, air. Kaylee.
1: you're my favorite <laughs> sister-in-law. You are my favorite. Thank you for asking that. I'm glad we could like <laughs> I could finally, you know, see that up front and for the world to know. So yeah. there you go, Kaylee.
0: Uh, she <laughs> also you, yeah. wants to know how cool she is. Oh, how oh cool no, I I am? no, 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 no. I think, I think how it's how cool, cool Michaela is. Oh yeah. that well, both. How are you both <laughs> so cool?
1: <laughs> uh I'm not, but thanks, Kaylee. <laughs> thanks. I'm thank you.
2: No, oh, you're as cool as Larry the Cucumber. You're amazing. <laughs>
1: oh my god. Um,
0: <laughs> Larry gets around. Let's see. That made you. me like
1: I just don't think. <laughs> I just don't think um, I
0: could
2: ever Okay, yeah, we got a couple cool. different ones here. So
1: uh how about next?
2: Let's ask, do you ever regret moving to New York City?
1: T. I love it. <laughs> um No, I don't. I I think moving here was the best thing that I've ever done. Um literally in my entire life. i can't even begin to describe how how monumental my growth has been since I moved out here, um, and how many incredible people I've I've met and learned from, um, and the exposure I've gotten to all sorts of different lifestyles, and um, it's really just forced me to get out of my you know comfort zone, my bubble, um, and get out there and see what else is out there in the world um, because. It's there's so much more than just like where i I came from in my hometown in Kentucky um the culture here is so different and so um I don't know, just so vibrant and really beautiful and um, I'm just so happy to be here and i I don't know, I don't think it's for everyone, but I definitely think it was necessary for me and um it's pretty hella freaking cool living in New York city. Like there's, I, I, I don't have anything really negative to say about it. Um, so no, I don't at all. What about you, Collier? Do you regret moving here? <laughs>
2: no, <laughs> no, not at all. It's been so good. It's been I mean, literally
1: the best thing for us. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's I w- been the best
2: place to like be able to grow into ourselves and like, Just mature more as adults. Like I think it was just really, really good for us.
1: Absolutely.
0: I got a little taste of that getting to move from to Illinois just because, like, moving there, I didn't have the support of my family, so I had to figure the shit out on my own, and it was really nice. But I kind of want to move away again.
2: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, like, yeah, moving out of where you're from, I think, is so helpful to. To just grow in who you are. Definitely. Yeah. It's just,
0: yeah, I know sure. so many people who are like, you know, I want to live near my parents. And I understand why they want to do that. But if you haven't experienced, speaking to all our ex homeschoolers out there, if you haven't experienced being on your own and paying rent by yourself and having to pay the bills, it's a good experience for you. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, and if um, you do
1: want
0: to live by your family, it's cool, but like, you should move away for at least a couple of years and
2: just...
1: Yeah. yeah, for sure. I stand yeah. by that. I think everyone should do that at some point. But
0: We stand. We stand. Have there been any like... And this is Elijah asking this question. Have there been anything like... G- give me like a couple really cool unexpected things about living in New York City and a couple things that may have been difficult.
1: Um yeah, so a couple cool things and a couple difficult things. Um I think a couple difficult things would be um probably adjusting to the I don't even know. I'm having a hard time thinking right now. Um difficult things. Yeah. yeah, difficult things.
2: I mean, the summer's been difficult honestly, like on a superficial level like it's been very very hot and very very humid and you yeah. have to like walk. You don't have AC in the car, you know. So That's you're just, fair. like sweaty all the time.
1: Yeah, I mean, <laughs> not not having a car can sometimes be like you, you feel like you can't just like go out and kind of drive away and do whatever you want in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also you, don't get to scream, you sing, don't get your to scream sing your heart out. That's a big one. Oh, um, yeah. Cause I used to love just like screaming in the car. Like whenever I was <laughs> driving by myself, like that was People like my time to now. do that. It's like my <laughs> time. It was my time to completely just like, you know, belt out songs yeah. Um, with songs and I have like nowhere to do that now so and that's like kind of therapeutic <laughs> so um, so yeah I guess like not having a car is like kind of sad but I feel like I've gotten we've gotten used to having um, like having to take public transit everywhere and it's 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 not a big deal um, it's kind of nice not to worry about driving all the time um, especially on a night out and coming back. Um, no one has to be like a DD or anything, which is nice. It's like a know, pro really and parking. a con. <laughs>
0: right, yeah.
1: <laughs> right. And that's why I, I guess that's, I could say that about really everything here. Like any any con here, it's like kind of balanced by a pro. Yeah. And I feel like it's kind of that way with, with anywhere you go. But um, I'm trying to think of what's another negative about here, I guess. Um uh, All the people? I, I don't know. That's not even an issue, though. Yeah, I mean, it's like,
2: somewhat. Well, it can be. Like, I guess how expensive it is it if is you want to just go. So with we, the obvious. We've but... been trying to find a place like Kaiju, and um, that's one oh, thing. It's yeah. like, like, there's not a lot of good bars probably in Louisville. Um, but like, it's so nice to have like that one place that's like, um, like your go-to, and that's like a really like good, just smaller, small town type of thing where it's um never going to be too busy and like you're always going to be able to get in and all that um sometimes there's such an abundance of stuff here like i'm sure that a place like that does exist that we could be comfortable (laughs) you just uh, can't find it it's hard to find it yeah because you got to try like every place that there is which you you can't do in one lifetime really
1: yeah you 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 we just cannot find kaiju it's unfortunate (laughs) um You know, that was our place.
0: Last time we went, it wasn't good. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, no. Well, let me, a little bit of backstory. We went for like, it was Taylor and some friends in town. It was the day before we got engaged. And it wasn't Kaiju's fault, but they had an entire wedding party. It was like a Saturday night at 2 a.m. An entire wedding party came into (laughs) Kaiju and they took over the karaoke room. Damn. There were a hundred people from the, this wedding party in there. <gasps> and we couldn't even get oh in there. I was so mad. <laughs> oh, that sucks.
2: That yeah. sucks. So, so it wasn't like it the wasn't, vibe was, it was off. Wasn't, it was just that, like, Yeah, yeah it the, wasn't the kaiju. It, it was more so, no. like, just that oh, okay. it
1: was the the, the group crashes. Okay, so that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it wasn't. I they had a
2: fun night, at least.
1: I'm glad it yeah. wasn't uh, <laughs> something that kaiju did. Damn. Ah, <laughs> oh, that sucks, um, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
0: But yeah, it's probably um, there. Something. You're just gonna have to look. We'll have to look a little harder.
2: Yeah. No, I'm sure it is. We'll we'll find some places.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah.
2: So there was an, another anonymous question that was really good. Um, it was, "Has your relationship with Collier changed as you've each explored your sexualities, gender norms, etc.?" Um, this is a
1: hard one because I I don't. I don't really think our our relationship has necessarily necessarily changed very much. Would you agree with that?
2: Yeah, I mean, I think there's been minor changes, a little bit. Like, I think exploring those type of different things has helped us to be more open and and have like even more like incredibly open conversations where we're able to. I mean. It's kind of the same thing as, like, leaving Christianity. Like, we've just been so much more comfortable now discussing um, sexuality, mm-hmm. gender, you know, of ourselves. like Discussing all those, like, preferences and, and realities for us, whereas we didn't in Christianity. Um, I mean, I would say we've probably gotten a little more confident in those type of things. Like, we we're able to have these conversations with each other now without it being, like, Hard or nervous, like we're not nervous to bring these stuff up now. Um, yeah, yeah, but you don't think it's changed very much, though.
1: No, I th- I just think that we've we've just become more, you know, like able to have more conversations about like what we're feeling about different things, where where um what we might want to explore um, and like you've obviously come out as non-binary since we've um, left the faith or, and, mm-hmm. um, I, I feel like I've just become, I've just grown to really appreciate and love you and respect you more for that. Because I mean, I've always, I always kind of, you were never like the manliest man. And that's what I've always thought attractive about, about you. So it made sense. So it wasn't like a really big shocking thing. It didn't really change much for us, but it did make me just respect you more. and um, I just think that it's really admirable for you to accept that part of you and not care what other people think. And it's it just makes me more attracted to you, honestly. Um, And I think it's 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 just made us even closer as a couple to be able to have these open conversations about um, these new things that we always thought were so like um, restricted, I guess. So I don't know. I feel like it's just made us a better couple. Yeah, honestly, like probably there's...
2: less less uh, jealousy or, um, I don't know jealousy, but less like weirdness around subjects of sex and sexuality and attraction and all that type of stuff too, I think. Like it's helped us to be a lot more just open and like be able to not only talk about stuff like that, but just like joke about sh- stuff like that. Like, yeah. like, I feel like we're just so much more free now to... Talk and mess around with each other in those uh, terms, you know, whereas like before it was harder, I guess, before it felt like it had to be serious conversations or something. And like we also felt like we had to follow some kind of script and some kind of rules.
1: Yeah. So not much. Not really. That's what happens when
0: you don't take like sex and gender and sexuality like super serious is it just gets... Silly and fun and not a big deal, and it's so much better than like the sacred nature that they used to tell us about sex, that it was this yeah. holy act, or if you weren't married, you're sleeping with their demons. And I'm like, I don't
1: really give yeah. that's just so stupid. It's it's so oh. it's so fucking traumatic. Like what? Like just now I was triggered by that. Like I what? Like insane. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's also
2: what what makes it so hard to talk about. Like you said, it was it was difficult for you to talk about sex with your family or with your pastors or whatever, Mikayla. Like it's so hard to um, discuss it when it's seen as so sacred and so serious like that. Because that's the thing is they will tell us, "Oh, like we want to be open about sex. We want to talk about it. You know, it's God's perfect design, and like we don't want to shy away from it and pretend that, that it's a taboo subject, and like." I get that Christians think that they that they believe that but the thing is when you make it such a sacred type of thing and when you have to like have special time and use your serious voice when you're talking about it it just makes it so uncomfortable and no one wants to talk about it like I feel like if you can't joke about something you can't really talk about something you know
1: Yeah I would agree for sure Truth truth Facts.
0: is that it um, um there was one more i'm not asking it though
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh <laughs> i i know it i know what it is
0: we're, we're just gonna leave it at that and i yeah, want to know just who asked at
1: that. it um and I I'm, I'm guessing it's wyatt honestly i think, I think it's hilarious <laughs> but we're just not gonna bring that <laughs> um
2: okay oh wait there is one more we didn't touch on Okay. Uh if you could change one thing about your childhood, what would it be?
1: Oh. Damn. <laughs> Dude, like I am too hungover for that. But I,
0: <laughs> We don't need to get traumatized again.
1: I I would say I in general excluding okay, so I guess being raised as a Christian, can I say that? Like being raised. <laughs> I mean, yeah. as, being raised in in evangelical fundala- fundamentalism is something that I probably could have done without but I don't regret <laughs> or I guess I I wouldn't regret that uh, or I I wasn't I mean that was against my will so it wasn't a decision I made but um it it did make me the person I am and in general about my childhood I had a I had a pretty good childhood um I really did I don't think there would be anything I would really change about my childhood other than being raised in the church I had a, I mean my family was wonderful I had a great upbringing and, um, I did lots of fun things and it was, it, it was good. It, it, it just, I could have done without the trauma and the exposure to uh, Christianity. Cause I think it, it, I could have, I could have developed and been, you know, a better person, um, quicker without that, you know, like I could have, um, Maybe the growth I've had recently, I could have had a lot, a a lot, a long time ago. But that wouldn't make me me. So it's okay. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, no, like I had a good childhood, guys. It was <laughs> it, it was good. It was just yeah, sure. I I guess I would just change that. I mean, yeah.
0: I've thought like a lot about this question for myself too. And I, so I totally relate to how you feel because it's like, you know, I would not have ended up where I am now without going through the experiences that I did. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. while I don't, I wish that I didn't have to experience it, the, you know, my divorce, my trauma, all that shit that I went through. I can't mm-hmm. complain with how I ended up. i would agree with that it's a weird place to be
1: yeah
2: right yeah you know it's it's funny because i feel like in some ways i was robbed of some of my adolescence you know like yeah i i was forced to grow up so quickly and to be so mature and wise and discerning from the time i was young and so i feel like i didn't you know have any type of like adolescent phase as much like that that was very diminished and it was about it was all about like suppressing myself was what i did in those like growing years of like preteens to late teens and stuff. But what's kind of fun about that is that now I'm 25 and experiencing like a, a second adolescence again because of <laughs> because of leaving the faith, you know, like now I'm yeah. experiencing these things currently that I should have done when I was in high school. Like, I mean, or that most people do in high school. <laughs> but it's honestly kinda better now because now like I have some money and like I ha like I'm grown up. So,
1: like when and, like, and, like up, I have it's a fucking head on my to... shoulders yeah, and like yeah. I'm
2: like a full grown person. <laughs> like it's it's kinda better honestly to experience a lot of this stuff <laughs> and to like be a little crazy when you're twenty five because um there's just so much more you can do now.
1: I guess better late than never. But Yeah. <laughs> I
0: I I totally get it, because like I can look back at, like, my high school time, like, man, what if I had started drinking then? Or what if I had started having sex then? But I'm like, that would not have been good. Yeah, like, sure, it might have been fun, but I probably wouldn't have had,
2: like, as healthy of a relationship with those things as I do right now. And, like, yeah. now I can go crazy, but, like, it's not going to fuck me up for the rest of my life. I mean, I don't think so. Right.
1: Yeah, and but- I mean, I don't know if I would have, you know, just not being raised in in an evangelical um Light, I guess that doesn't necessarily mean I was the, thus going to be crazy with alcohol in my adolescence. True, you know true. what I'm saying? Like, I could have still there's a way to still teach the uh, importance of, you know, taking care of yourself in that respect and being safe without having it be a, having to be a Christian. And so, like, I feel like that still would have been I still could have been kept safe and would have been safe. And especially with my personality, I don't know if I even would have wanted to drink in my like in in high school anyway, even if I wasn't a Christian, um, just because that's just the kind of person I am. But um, I don't know. I feel like those lessons and those. Yeah, those lessons about life and like, um, I don't know. Having sex, like, in your adolescence uh, with using protection, um, being safe in that way, and then also with, you know, alcohol and all the drugs and all that can be taught without having to be um, a, Christ- a Christian, so if, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. so like, Yeah,
2: they don't have to be, like, seen as absolute no's and, like, restrictions. You can teach how to do those healthily. For sure.
1: Yeah, so I feel like it almost would have been better to have been seen... Have been taught those things with no bias, I guess. And un- like, and just like being given those lessons, like straightforward, but like not being completely, um, you know, like not it being forbidden, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I could get into that topic a lot more than I- I'm not going to, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, is that it?
2: No, of course. Those- uh, yeah. So that was all the Instagram questions. Um, I'm trying
0: to think if I have anything like I want to know about you, Michaela.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, ask it. Literally, I I would love to answer anything. I'm an open book. But uh, yeah. But if if not, then that's good. Call do you have questions for me?
2: Uh I'm trying to think if I did. I don't think so. I I mean not really. Oh, okay.
0: Okay, okay. This is something that I have experienced recently. And maybe this Mm -hmm. is because I grew up super homeschool, super evangelical. But like even interacting with like youth group kids when I was working in Illinois, like I felt a huge disconnect from like the culture of like what freshmen sophomores just high school students feel now it just feels totally alien and i know you said that you're working in a school right now you know how's Mm -hmm. it how's it been like trying to interact with students now (laughs) like
1: interacting with um like my elementary schoolers
0: oh are you elementary
1: yeah, like mo- mostly uh, elementary, but uh, a, a, a couple. I did do middle school a little bit. Um, so I guess, like, how is it? Is it awkward? Is that what you're asking?
0: Yeah, like, do you do you feel like an old person compared to them now? Because like, I feel ancient.
1: Really? Yeah. <laughs> I I would actually. I feel like I could really vibe with them. I don't know if it's because these kids up here are a little bit. They they're a little bit more mature i guess they they act more grown up because they have to i mean these kids are like um riding the subways at like six years old you oh, know like shit um not by themselves but i like you know like okay. <laughs> in elementary school probably riding the subways but th- like seriously and so in like just having to grow up a lot faster up here um and so having to mature a lot faster and a lot of these kids are taking care of like their younger kid, their their, their younger siblings and everything. But like I, I felt like I could really vibe with my students. I and maybe that's just because I'm really immature. That's probably what it is. <laughs> um, and so with them being more mature and me being more immature, we just kind of probably met at a good place. You meet in the middle. So, right. So like, so Elijah, you're probably a bit more mature than me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Boo! That's so, boring. Or <laughs> I, well, I don't know, but uh, I I could really like all all of them know about like TikTok and like the TikTok trends and like and so like we could relate with that, those things because I could like kind of figure out what um how to relate with them with those things um and it was it was cool and I don't I think they kind of viewed me as like someone who wasn't super old they could kind of like talk to me like I was on their level which was nice um but yeah I'm I really a cool have to... mom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um so yeah I didn't I don't really think it's maybe it's just this demographic up here um but I didn't feel too too old which is good because I don't know if I could live with myself if I felt like that um, lucky that time you will come, but <laughs> I, it's probably just a demographic up here. I'd probably feel like that um, back in Kentucky or whatever, but... yeah, I'm
0: talking to all these Discord kids, too, like... I can't, I can't
2: keep up with their memes. Oh, my God, I bet. Yeah. I know, when I was in middle school, too, like, these kids were coming up to me and showing me memes and TikToks of, like, the craziest stuff, and I was like, what is this? Like, I
1: have no idea
2: what this stuff is.
1: No, I literally, like a lot of the time i won't but like i'll th- i'll know f- i'll know quickly and i'll learn <laughs> like i'll edu- i'll do the research i'll educate myself and then i'll come back in and be like yeah like uh fucking like sonic yeah it, all the <laughs> yeah all the, they're, they're sonic, like really into roblox, roblox. And, uh, really into Shadow like doors the like no the, no like obsessed with sonic obsessed with the doors from roblox Have you ever heard of that <laughs> oh yeah uh, rainbow friends all that uh, like oh
0: now you lost me
1: <laughs> see i just had to like get in there I and i just had to like learn about the things they're in, because that's also part of my job is i i have to like know what they're in, that that is my job is to help them do the things that they're interested in so like i have to really get in there and then i don't feel as old anymore because i'm kind of up with the times. but
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah um no this has been this has been incredible um Dear listeners, if you have any further questions for Michaela, uh, reach out to our Instagram page or Michaela's personal Instagram page. Or
1: yeah, don't be shy if you're still Christian and want to know, like, what what the hell I'm thinking. Yeah, she'll talk. Um, go easy
0: on him, Michaela. okay? It's just
1: too far. Go easy on him. <laughs> go easy on him. No, I, I will. I will. I I'll go easy on him. I'm not gonna make anyone cry. <laughs> <laughs> um however they've made me cry a lot so to, so maybe they
0: even. deserve it
1: yeah 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 i'm not saying that but i am case by yeah, case I am basis that. <laughs> i am uh definitely so uh if you want to talk about anything like want to know more about why i i left um and i'm in the world in, in of the world and i'm having <laughs> living a terrible life out here um just reach out um I'm not, I literally am an open book and I would love to have a discussion. Um, And I'm really confident in where I'm at. So I'm not going to be offended by anything you have to say. In fact, I'd be delighted knowing that you do care. Um, So reach out. Um, Yeah, love to have discussions. I'm in a place now that I feel like I can. So, Um, and then just anyone in general who wants to talk, I I would love to.
2: Yeah, totally.
1: For having me back on here, sorry I was a little bit hungover. And, uh, so I, I had a hard time kind of collecting my thoughts there a little bit, but I feel like ultimately, I, I, it was it was okay. So no,
2: you did so much better than you would have expected in your condition at the moment.
1: <laughs> <laughs> in
0: your condition, yeah. is it being hungover contagious? I can't. It
1: is I here mean, in New York.
2: <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so. Been recently. <laughs> Any uh media wrecks? Um Elijah, do you want to go first?
0: I do, and this one uh can I shout out a social media?
2: Yeah, of course, of course.
0: Okay, so this this is a this is a little story time. I'll, I'll try not to make it too long. Um, <laughs> but you know, calling are missing out. So we're starting a new virtual Dungeons and Dragons game, and I was trying to get our squad kind of hyped. So when we all mm-hmm. made our characters, I contracted a, an artist to draw us custom character art. Wow. So if you go to Instagram and check out the account. That's so cool. Art loves paper. Um, uh, Her name is Sophie, okay. and she is drawing us character art right now for our Dungeons and Dragons character. Damn. So, oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Did did she post them already? Uh she has not posted them yet. Uh However, I'm about to text you two two of the sketches that she just finished. She literally started working on them today. They look so good. Go check out her page.
2: Yeah, Um, no, her
0: stuff. I'm looking at her stuff. Like that's incredible. Wow. The uh the turtle the turtle is uh, a kid from my youth group in Illinois, his name's Tyler. And then the old man is Tom's sorcerer. Good. Oh wow.
1: Nice. Oh that's incredible.
2: Those are gonna be so good. Oh my god. Yeah. No, for sure. Everyone check out those.
1: Sorry. Oh my god. It's okay. Yeah. Yeah, It's a turtle.
2: Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) Yeah, well check yeah, check out her Instagram. That's I'm I'm looking through her page. Like there's some incredible stuff here. Like that's so cool. Yeah. If you like fantasy or Dungeons and Dragons or anything like that, it's wow, that's awesome.
0: Something I never was really into, but you know, I just figured it'd be a fun little thing.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, that's such a fun
0: way to keep people excited too. It's amazing. I'm also um, okay, playing a character and I picked the tabaxi for you, Collier. Oh
2: yes. Yes. <laughs> he's gonna be okay, a talker. You, you have to promise me that he's gonna um at least like scratch on one post or <laughs> he will.
0: He's he will. He's a he's a fat orange cat. Oh nice. Good. <laughs> Good. <laughs> okay, I'm done. I'm done. Um, I'm sorry. Yeah.
2: Probably. Michaela, you got any uh, media, music recommendations? Anything like that?
1: Um, not necessarily. I'm we're watching. Uh, no, not really. Um, been really boring with that stuff.
2: Aren't you no. listening to
1: Melanie Martinez? Has been good. I've been listening to to her more recently, but um, no, not necessarily. We've just been watching, like, um, the new Black Mirror season. Ooh, yeah. That was really good. Um, no, besides that, not really. Um,
2: that was so good. What is your favorite episode from the new season of Black Mirror?
0: Oh,
1: I oh, haven't yeah, caught I'm up, but
0: tell me. Tell me.
2: Oh, okay. Ooh, you need to. Yeah, it's so good.
1: Um, I think my favorite was... My favorite, I think, was the first episode.
2: Yeah, yeah. um Um, what was it called something about is joan is awful joan is awful yeah
1: um i i really liked that one um that one is really mixed though a lot of people don't like it um
2: so interesting yeah i love that one
1: and then i think okay so no my personal favorite is joan is awful but i think the objectively best episode from season from this season is um beyond the sea Mm-hmm. So. oh
0: is that the one with the uh, breaking bad guy yeah
2: yeah no that one is incredible that one too is just like a masterpiece yeah that
1: so that one was objectively the best but i think for me the most entertaining the one i really enjoyed i guess the most was the first one Jonas. Awful.
2: yeah um, i don't know yeah yeah it's pr- it's, it might be that one for me too um i don't know i kind of i kind of love the uh uh, lock henry as well it's like not as much in the style of black mirror but it's like just a really yeah, good episode really good too. i don't know th- this season's really great yeah so check it out um the yeah, last no, was one awesome.
0: wasn't that good the last season
2: I don't yeah think. it no it wasn't as good like the miley cyrus one was kind of funny but like
0: yeah it was just <laughs> it's so yeah it was just. that the song was lucky a bop <laughs> yeah
1: Memorable episodes.
2: Yeah. Season. Like, I can't really even remember. I honestly, I remember two of them. I remember the Miley Cyrus one, and I remember, like, the, the gay fighting game video game one. <gasps> yeah, oh, my and, God. Like, I shut that out. I don't even remember. Yeah. I don't even re- remember what the other ones were. So.
0: Oh, there was the Crocodile Tears. Uh, was that the last
1: season?
0: Oh, no. Was Wait, I don't know. One? Am I that behind? I'm worried now, guys.
1: No, but Crocodile no. Tears or whatever that one is. I can't remember.
0: There was one called
2: Crocodile, right? Or maybe. Yeah. Crocodile. crocodile. Crocodile.
1: Um, that one was, I actually really enjoyed that.
2: But, yeah, I, I think that one was, I thought it was not the previous season. I, I don't know. Um, yeah, I don't even know what the, <laughs> I don't know what they even were, but yeah, yeah. this new one's really great. Um, I just of a song I just like heard this week. It's uh, called Yards slash Gardens by Kate Bollinger. Um, I don't know. It's just a fun, like kind of vibey indie song. So check that out. It's a, uh, yeah. Puts you in a good mood. Yeah. yeah. Saved. So that's a solid song. Uh, I love that type of genre. It's like indie. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of vibey. Good, good mood stuff, you know? Um, the
0: Billie Eilish single for the Barbie movie. Oh, wait, I have not heard I that yet. Heard that Tom it's and sad. Rachel had to turn it off. It was so sad. <laughs> oh, 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 no. It really it's sad. so sad.
2: Wait, oh, I, I almost don't even know if I want to watch it or listen to it before I the movie. Spoil it. Yeah, so I like kind of want of to watch the movie fall first fall now. <laughs> <here>. <laughs> if it, it's going to be sad. I oh, mean, no. That's
0: insane. <laughs> So uh, it'll destroy it. you.
2: Yeah, I'm so excited for that movie. Um, yeah, awesome. Well, I guess we have
0: about wrapped up.
2: Um, yeah, remember, kids, be of the world, but not in it. And um, I
0: think I need to do my shout out real quick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, yes, yes. Shout out. Let's go. So, so the short version. Uh, Taylan and I. I've just made a crackhead podcast called the Love and Lore Podcast, and it's just about two nerds who met on a dating app and fell in love, and we're just either going to talk about one of two things, Uh, dating experiences for any couples who, you know, maybe, uh, you know, starting a serious relationship in their mid-20s and, you know, want to get some advice about that because her and I haven't had a ton of serious relationships so you know we've had to learn a lot along the way and maybe we can h- help share some of those tips with the rest of the world and number two all the nerdy shit we're into because we're into so much of it <laughs> so check out Good. the love and more podcast hopefully it's gonna drop soon well it should be out by the time you're listening to this
2: yeah yeah amazing go follow that go check it out yes Okay. Fantastic. That's it. <laughs> I see oh, it. Bye. bye.